Good morning, guys. Thank you for joining me this morning. Um, this message that I have for you on this morning is very heartfelt, as all of my messages. Um, yet this one, I think it's a call to action. But let's go ahead and get started with our morning prayer. Thank you, Father, for positioning this platform in Christ. And thank you, Father, for placing all those who have trusted you as your Savior and allowing us to fellowship through this network as brothers and sisters. Thank you that we are members of your body and we are being built up together as your holy dwelling place. Father, we pray that as the wickedness in the world seems to be increasing and the love of many has grown so cold, that you will continue to unite us in loving fellowship and seek your peace, your word, and forgiveness when we fall short. I pray that this message is delivered in your likeness and pleases you, Father, that our hearts receive it with love. And as we continue on within our day, our week, that we hold each other up in prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. So I like to go ahead and get started on the message. Um, first of all, thank you all so much for joining me this morning. Um, I thoroughly always enjoy being on air with all of you and sharing messages of hope of love of inspiration and I want you to understand that this message will not fall short of that intent at all um again the title of this message is called in tow and I often start or end posing a question and in this case um I'm posing the question, have you ever been broken to the point of being desperate to die or felt a pain so deep that you thought your soul had gotten struck by lightning? During these unprecedented times in our world, we may be feeling lost. We may be feeling off track, wandering around just aimlessly without a clear view of our destination. And it happens. The silence and loneliness may be coming just so loud and unbearable. I understand completely. This plague and virus has caused us to become more aware of death and more appreciative of life. I mean, so many people would die every single day from overdoses, murders that went unsolved and unnoticed, sexual assaults, institutional brutality, such as police misconduct, overpopulated prisons with unjustly sentences, I mean, mass shootings and suicides found in our very own communities, our very own homes, our very own villages, our very own schools, and in our very own souls that would just get overlooked and placed into a norm of statistical data. You know, now we are forced to face the effects of human life being lost during this mourning period together. We are forced to stop and reevaluate our choices, our sinful ways that has obviously disappointed, disappointed our Lord. Excuse me. But thank God for his mercy. I mean, thank God for his towing ability to carry us when we are forced to drop to our knees. While we worship, he works. While we praise, he provides. And while we cry out to him, he carries us to his throne. I'm a living witness. And while some of us may not be feeling 
the direct effects of this pandemic, there are so many of us that are. I mean, we are either losing loved ones, losing our jobs, losing our patience, losing our ability to cope, losing tempers, losing our faith, losing our drive to even live. And I want to note that May this month is Mental Health Awareness Month. So we have to definitely keep in mind of all those that are struggling, all those that are being placed into um, this new um, struggle. And now they have to learn how to cope and understand and, and gain knowledge about some type of mental breakdown or meltdown that they may be experiencing suddenly. But today, this morning, what I really want to zone into is the recent tragedy that has taken place during this time of uncertainty. And it should haunt your own spirit and soul that, you know, it should tow your soul to a place of awareness to a storage unit that keeps you confined and forces you to face the experience of one being snatched away from their rightful owner, from their life. At first, I wanted to be angry, seriously. I wanted to scream at the top of my lungs. Then I wanted to cry. I almost went back to my own personal experience and start gathering emotions from that when my family and I, you know, had to overcome or experienced, you know, that illegal action taken towards us that could have taken our lives, but eventually got covered up because of the connections found in our so-called justice system. So I had to take a moment and I had to breathe and I had to ask the Holy Spirit how to navigate through these feelings. And so I have to take this time out to bring attention. And so to use my emotions in a positive way, I want to use this platform. I want to use my voice to speak on this matter. And I usually use my voice and platform only to send out messages of peace and love and unity. And I tend to respect or try to respect political and racial opinions of others. And it may be because I have been naive. It may be because I have been holding back or maybe out of fear not to rattle the perception of having a spirit of division maybe. And as these feelings and these flood of emotions came to me from this tragedy or the exposure of this tragedy, you know, I felt I can no longer remain silent on this. I mean, as I stated at the beginning of, of this episode that so many killings and murders take place each and every day. Statistics can prove it. You can type in murders in a certain state in a certain date, a certain year, 
and you will see a flood of statistics. And this pandemic has caused us to stop and face the daily lives that we are losing or that we have lost. But it still hasn't stilled us enough to face the daily lives we are losing from suicides or false arrests of our black children, police misconduct or racial profiling. And yet another unarmed black man until now. A scripture says, he has told you, O man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God. Ahmad Arbery. I can't say your name loud enough or I can't say your name without getting choked up without remembering so many other children or black men that has been sacrificed and has gone on to their glory from such tragedy or modern day lynching. And all I can say is God, our people, this society, this world is in tow. We can no longer walk in our own or walk on our own. We need you, God, to carry us. The tears of grief and mourning that are nourishing this earth must have some kind of fruitful product in the end. I have to believe that. So, Lord, have mercy on us. The political poison that breaks us down to our needs from hate and resentment, the institutional racism, the superior, superiority complexes from even our own race and our own gender that keeps us chained to poverty, the legal injustice system and the corruption that shackles us to silence and fear. I say again, Lord, we are in tow. See, my message originally had a different agenda, one that was going to deliver you with messages of hope when down in the pits of despair. Yet again, I had to pray to the Holy Spirit to help contain the emotions that continue to flood. And it led me to take a different turn and bring awareness to a much greater purpose for this message. The crimes that are taking place from hate crimes or race on race crimes, men on women crimes, domestic killings, mind and spirit crimes such as suicides, police driven crimes are bringing us to our knees. And again, Lord, we are in tow. This new but old national story, and I say new but old because this, has, this took place in February and we are now approaching the middle of May. It's yet another indication that we can no longer be trusted to live in this world without Christ. My minor in college was African-American studies and I thoroughly enjoy reading and learning about the journey of my ancestors, even those that helped the journey of my ancestors and what I had to do to work through the phases of anger and emotions towards the towards those that hindered 
the journey of my ancestors and those that exist today that try to hinder my journey now was and is to continue to educate myself and stay rooted in love. I had to and I continue to wear an unbiased focal lens. And yet I find myself noting that with this situation, there is no lens I can put on to help me see anything but the truth behind this latest devastation. I don't need an extra pair of glasses. No one should need an extra pair of glasses to see what is happening. And if you do not see the destruction and the disgust in yet another debt of an unarmed black man, then mercy on you. See, this pandemic almost allowed this situation, this all too familiar story to go unnoticed once again. But in the same token, this pandemic will cause a more lengthy stillness to this society to help all of us to just stop and take notice. I don't care what color you are. Isaiah 1 verse 17 says, learn to do good, seek justice, correct oppression, bring justice to the fatherless and, and please the widow's cause. See, we are in tow to a place that will rewrite laws. I have to believe it. A place that will bring unity, a place that will bring truth to all these lies, a, a place that will break every chain of corruption, of hate, yoke of injustice, devil-driven motives, and every single exposure of secrecy. I have to have faith in this because if not, my emotions will get the best of me. My flesh will get the best of me. There's just no other way we can get there on our own. God literally had to sweep through with a plague to get our attention and awareness that we are in need of getting told. And if you do not get on this lift invite, you will remain in this pitfall of ignorance and despair. So I say hashtag Hamad, hashtag into. I like to move on to my book recommendation. Well, no, actually, it's poetry time before I move on to my book recommendation. Um, this one is not an original, it is from a very amazing Arthur, African-American Arthur, uh, Miss Margaret Walker, and it's entitled For My People. For my people everywhere singing their slave songs repeatedly, their, their dirges and their ditties and their blues and jubilees, praying their prayers nightly to an unknown God, bending their knees humbly to an unseen power, for my people lending their strength to the years, to the gone years and the now years and the maybe years, 
washing, ironing, cooking, scrubbing, sewing, mending, hoeing, plowing, digging, planting, pruning, patching, dragging along, never gaining, never reaping, never knowing, and never understanding. For my playmates in the clay and dust and sand of Alabama backyards, playing, baptizing, and preaching, and doctor in jail, and soldier in school, and mama in cooking, and playhouse, and concert, and store and hair, and Miss Chumbi and company. For the cramped, bewildered years, we went to school to learn to know the reasons why and the answers to, and the people who and the places were, and the days when in memory of the bitter hours when we discovered we were black and poor and small and different and nobody cared and nobody wondered and nobody understood. For the boys and girls who grew in spite of these things to be man and woman, to laugh and dance and sing and play and drink their wine and religion and success, to marry their playmates and bear children and then die of consumption and anemia and lynching. For my people thronging 47th Street in Chicago and Lenox Avenue in New York and Rampart Street in New Orleans, lost, disinherited, dispossessed and happy people filling the cabarets and taverns and other people's pockets, needing bread and shoes and milk and land and money and something, something all our own. For my people walking blindly, spreading joy, losing time, being lazy, sleeping when hungry, shouting when burdened, drinking when hopeless, tied and shackled and tangled among ourselves by the unseen creatures who tower over us omnisciently and laugh. For my people blundering and groping and floundering in the dark of churches and schools and clubs and societies, associations and councils and committees and conventions, distressed and disturbed and deceived and debarred by money-hungry, glory-craving leeches, prayed by, by facile force of state and fad and novelty, by false prophet and holy believer. For my people standing trying to fashion a better way from confusion, from hypocrisy and misunderstanding, trying to fashion a world that will hold all the people, all the faces, all the atoms and ease and their countless generations. Let a new earth rise. Let another world be born. Let a bloody peace by written in the sky. Let a second generation full of courage issue forth. Let a people loving freedom come to growth. Let a beauty full of healing and strength of final clinching by the pulsing in our spirits and our blood. Let the martial songs be written. Let the dirges disappear. Let a race of men now rise and take control. And I'm snapping and I'm snapping. This amazing poem is among um, one of the hundred best um, African-American poems that was collected by Nikki Giovanni, which is an amazing um, author and poet herself. And I have this collection and I absolutely love it. Um, So now moving on. My book recommendation. Um, This one is, it's not a short book, but it's not long either. Absolutely. 
and I'm going to be rereading it this week. Um, it's very known. I mean, one of the best sellers of all times. And I first read this when I was, again, um, taking courses in African-American um, studies. And I fell in love with it. Um, it's The Miseducation of the Negro by our very own Carter G. Woodson. Um, you know, our founder of Black History Week which turned into Black History Month. And I really strongly suggest that you take this time, even if it's not this one, to read and educate yourself and try to filter through these emotions as this story and this topic unfolds of yet another victim of a hate crime. It's what I feel. It was of racial profiling, of not understanding a different race. And my thing is, you don't have to be black to learn or read about black culture. You don't have to be white to learn or to read about Anglo-Saxons or Europeans or Caucasians. You don't have to be a Native American to read or learn about Native Americans and so on. What it is, is time to bridge the gap of ignorance and learn how to respect and appreciate the richness a culture brings to this society and to this world. Learn the richness that I, as a black woman, offer to this world. I should not have to be misunderstood. I should not have to die to matter it's unfortunate and again I just pray that we find a way to take this free lift Allow God to tow you to a place of stillness, of awareness. Look deep within yourself. Are you truly being fair? Are you truly being just? Are you truly giving out love unconditionally? It's just time. So I thank all of you so much again for being with me on this morning as I filter through these emotions. And let's continue to lift up his family. Let's continue to lift up one another in this time. It is so important. Get down on your knees. Allow God to carry you during this time because at this point, we can't get to it on our own. 
He's calling out for us. He's wanting to tow us. We have broken down on the side of the road. And it's God and God alone that can take us to our final destination. Have a great morning, a great rest of the week. I love all of you. I truly do. Thank you again for continuing to support. You can always go to Writing Dove Words for the Soul. That's Writing Dove Words, the number four, the letter D, soul.weebly.com. Check out the new blog. This blog will be posted. Check out upcoming projects or even send in, I mean, reach out to me. Any questions, concerns, anyone that would like to be a guest, please reach out. I love to hear from all of you. Again, thank you for your continued support. I need you. You need me. We need each other. Go out and be blessed. Ciao. Thank you.